I've heard Greg's ex-wife tell people that she hit the stepmom lottery when she, when Greg married me. <laughs> so I guess I mean I don't I don't know if that's a compliment or if it's like yay I won the lottery I got free babysitting. <laughs> Not really sure. <laughs> You're listening to the Nacho Kids Podcast, where we discuss all things step family related. Real stories, real people, real help. Your hosts are the creators of the Nacho Kids Method and the Nacho Kids Academy Step Family Coaching Team, Lori and David Sims. First of all, I want to apologize for David's voice. He's a little sickly. What's your problem? David! (laughs) I just don't even know what to say. I was trying to be nice. <laughs> Thank you for being nice. But it might be my late night FM DJ voice. Oh, okay. <laughs> Instead, I sound sick. <laughs> well, next time I'm not going to apologize. Why wouldn't you do that, though? Because of your smart aleck comments. It was not smart aleck. <laughs> and we wait. It wasn't nice. You're going to make me start this over. That's your interpretation. Okay. Let's talk about interpretation for a minute. A lot of times David will say something. And I'll say, you just said, and he's like, that's not what I said. And I say, well, that's what I heard. (laughs) Very different most of the time. But that's what people need to understand is what you say isn't necessarily what the receiver hears. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it could be, you know, you could say something to the effect of, you know, I really wish that you would make your kids brush their teeth at night before they go to bed. That's what you say, but then what I hear is, you're a crappy parent. Yes. Or I could say, I really wish that you would talk to your kids about what their plans are after they graduate high school next week. And what you hear is, I'm a crappy parent. (laughs) Exactly. Or I could say, you know, your kids really are loud when they run through the house. You know, kind of hint, hint, tell them to quit running. And what you hear is, you hate my kids. Exactly. (laughs) See how this works, people? I know. We're professionals. (laughs) And it's not not just that women hear differently what's being said and what's actually heard. Y'all know what I mean. (laughs) Men do it too. Oh, absolutely. That's why when you say, uh, honey, I've discovered this thing called nachoing and nacho kids and I want to try it. They hear, you hate my kids. You are not happy in this marriage or relationship. And you have to shut us all out so that you could cope instead of helping me. Ooh, that's a lot of stuff they hear wrong. <laughs> or they hear, you're not going to help me with my kids, so I might as well be single because I'm going to do it all on my own anyway. Mm-hmm. And then I would hear, you didn't marry me <laughs> for the right reasons then, did you? <laughs> did you marry me to be your babysitter? I thought you married me because you wanted me for your wife or husband. But I did, honey, but I expected you to help me with parenting my kids, which means cooking for them, cleaning for them, helping with homework, running them around town like a taxi service, anything that I needed you to do so I wouldn't have to. Don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's, uh, that's a big difference between I love you and I want to spend the rest of my life with you. And then all these other things that get dumped on you. Well, here's the thing is when you marry somebody or are in a relationship with somebody, you expect them to help you. You you know, you didn't get into a relationship with them for your life to be harder. Mm -mm. 
But if you weren't in a relationship with this person, guess what you would be doing? Taking care of your own kids. Mm -hmm. It does make you wonder, though, do people sometimes get into a relationship because they want help? And that's the only reason they do it. Or I won't say the only reason, maybe the, a big reason. Like the big reason I went looking for a spouse was because I needed help with with parenting. Or I need somebody to do the parenting or take the kids here and there and all that. Because, you know, that used to be a thing, really. Like, you went out and, and of course, I'm talking a long time ago, but you went out and you found a helpmate, right? That's what they were called. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, it just popped in my head. I wonder how many people do that, even if they don't realize they're doing that. Well, that's what I was going to say. A lot of people go into this and go, oh, well, when we get married, we will be more like a nuclear family. And in that entails the woman, quote, quote, will do the cooking and the cleaning and the toting back and forth and the homework and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's like you're looking for a replacement. And I know different families um, have different dynamics. Like, you know, if, if the other spouse has passed away, then that's, that's different. Um, In say? some ways. In some ways it is different because you don't have that other person that you're sending the kids to. You don't have that quote, quote, mom for them, just say the, you know, your ex has passed away. But saying that to the kids, it doesn't make the stepmom become mom because their mom's dead. No. They still have a mom. And I look back and I think sometimes that when I went through divorce and then met you and then we got married, I think a part of me almost felt like I could kind of move forward with a family and ignore the fact that my ex-wife was even alive anymore. <laughs> I know that sounds bad, but <laughs> you know, it's almost like you want to say, okay, uh, I got this, I got a new relationship that is, is going to take the place of the old one. I can completely ignore the fact that this other person exists because we don't get along anyway. But I look back on that and I think I had that mindset initially where um, I felt that way, which, you know, <laughs> also got us into a lot of trouble too. Right. Because that mindset is what sets up expectations that are going to be exploding in your face. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, I remember one of the first blogs that you wrote, um, actually you wrote it under my name, was lowering your expectations or something like that mm -hmm. about how we have unrealistic expectations in the blend. And I think a lot of people, even if they go in with the understanding of we are really two separate families they still have expectations that they are going to end up being one big happy family. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you let go of that expectation and realize we are two families and there will be things that we bond with, you know, to make our family stronger, but we will never be a nuclear family. Right. For a lot of people that that's true. The, I think the problem is when you, if you come into a step family, you you look around your life at what are the other step families I know of and what do they look like? And if you haven't had any other step families around you, then you don't really have a good understanding of what that looks like. I know for me, I didn't, I didn't really have any real step families in my own family to really look at um, other than some that were super dysfunctional. <laughs> mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and of course, maybe that's why they were dysfunctional. I don't know. Uh, but the other thing is when I look around 
you see what people want you to see in their family. And so you look at somebody else, you're like, okay, there's a blended family. And you look at what they're doing on, you know, social media and all these other things. You're like, dude, they've got it together. This is just like a big blended family happiness tree going on. It's like the Brady Bunch. Even better. And so you feel like that's what your life should be like. And even though we can say that, you know, about social media and all that, we can say that when it comes to your normal, quote unquote, normal life. And that makes sense to people. They're like, oh, yeah, I know people just put the best things on social media. They're not going to tell you what their life's really like. But people still fall into that trap. Even when they know it's not the real truth, they still fall into that trap. That people only post on social media what they want you to know about their life. And it's only going to be the good stuff most of the time. Let me tell you people something. Listen closely. Are you listening? I think so. Comparison is the thief of joy. Mm -hmm. Let me repeat that for you. Comparison is the thief of joy. I can be happy as a lark with my family, my car, my house, my job. You can look on Facebook and you see where... Somebody you went to school with, they just bought this beach house and they're driving their, I don't know, Rolls Royce. (laughs) And then you're like, well, I'm not as good as them. No, no, no. Stop that mess. Do not compare yourself to other people. It's hard to do. It is hard to do. Because I know sometimes when you'll say stuff like, you know, this friend of mine's got a killer house or whatever. And I'm thinking, well, I'm sorry that... You know, you don't think we have a killer house. But I'm not saying it like that. I don't mean it like that. I know you don't mean it that way. Um, And I've come to understand that better. But initially, you know, years ago, when you would say stuff like that, I'd be like, you know, um, I'm I'm giving you the best that I can. And I'm sorry that I'm not giving you this killer house or that killer car or that whatever. And I would I would compare myself to what you were seeing other people people doing and I don't know that you were making the comparison. You were just making a comment. Right. Like, I was oh, just that's, a, a, yeah. that's a killer car. And I'd be like, mm. because reality wise people, I wouldn't want to clean that killer house. <laughs> I wouldn't want to clean the house that's four stories and has an elevator. No. Right. And I wouldn't want to drive a 80 something thousand dollar car because goodness gracious, I get a ding in it. I'd be crying for months. <laughs> I wouldn't want to drive it. I'd be afraid I'd mess it up. Yeah. So just because of something somebody looks at and says, wow, that's nice, doesn't mean I want it. Right. (laughs) Right. It doesn't mean I want anything to do with it. I just appreciate it for what it is. And kind of to your point, I know one individual that I've made the comment of, oh, they have a killer house. They also had the most miserable relationship I have ever seen in my life. Yeah. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. And yes, that is a terrible, terrible relationship they had. And it was a step family. And you would have never thought that when you saw them out in public or by Facebook post. Oh, no, because it was always new new cars, new vacations, new this, new that. Mm-hmm. Everything's just hunky-dory. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. Right. <laughs> but the reality of the situation was nothing close to that. So... Don't compare yourself to other people, period. Don't. You can set goals for yourself, but those goals need to be for you, not your goals to be like somebody else. 
Because yeah. you'll never be happy that way. That's right. So don't try to be like me. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. Let's get it going. We talked to, here we go, David. Don't say Heather. It's a Heather. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yep. Another Heather. Another Heather. There again, it takes me back to my previous comment. Is it because Heathers <laughs> will most likely just end up in a blended family? Or are there just so many people out there named Heather? I don't know. <laughs> it just seems like there's a lot of them. Well, I think you said that when we had Emily on there recently. You're like, oh my gosh, it's always an Emily or a Heather. Mm-hmm. You know what? Maybe it's just that Emily's and Heather's are strong people and they don't mind sharing their story. I'll go with that. That's what we're going with. All right. Okay. A little bit about Heather. Heather has been blending for seven years. A little secret about Heather, she and I have known each other since the beginning of Nacho Kids. I met her in a stepmom group years ago. Oh, interesting. Very interesting. Yes, there's a group of us that, uh, probably 15, 20 people, mm-hmm. that met in a stepmom group and have stayed in touch. You were the outcast stepmoms? Over the years. Yeah, you know, that's it. We were the outcast stepmoms. <laughs> that's it. We were the bad people. We were probably kicked out of every group and then found each other is what happened. (laughs) So we bonded. So let's listen to Heather. All right. Okay, David. You ready? I'm ready. Okay, here we go. First, a word about the Nacho Kids Academy. There is a way to save your sanity and your relationship, and it's called the Nacho Kids Academy. In the Nacho Kids Academy, you will learn the skills and knowledge to properly nacho, techniques to handle stepfamily challenges, ways to improve your communication, and much, much more. Visit NachoKidsAcademy.com and sign up today to join other step parents who are seeing the life-changing benefits of nachoing. Again, that's NachoKidsAcademy.com. Today, we have stepmom Heather. Hi, Heather. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Doing great. So tell us a little bit about your blend. I have been with my husband for, we'll be together, well, married seven years in November. And I have a stepdaughter that's 13 and a stepson who's 15. And you do not have any bio children, correct? Nope. I have not been able to have my own biological children. So I know it's hard not being able to have a child. But then on top of that, here you are basically helping your husband raise his kids. It is very taxing at times. And how often do you have them? Um, we get them right now every other weekend, but sometimes in the summer we'll get them for week stretches or two week stretches. It just depends on how their mom's schedule is. And they often go on vacation with their grandparents, and which is actually kind of a cool thing because they get to see the country. This year they went to Alaska and the Grand Canyon and they get to do lots wow. of fun stuff. Do the grandparents need any extra grandkids? Because <laughs> I will nominate myself. <laughs> uh, I, I'm sure that she would love the extra company. <laughs> yeah. So, Heather, I'm, I'm interested. Um, how does it make you feel toward your stepkids um, since you can't have your own? Do you have uh, like resentment or anything like that? Or- uh, I don't have resentment towards my stepchildren because I don't have kids. They actually, for the most part, I have a pretty decent relationship with them. Um, they, they don't, I've never made them call me mom or any of those things. I, from the very beginning, I told them that they can call me what they felt comfortable calling me because they, 
when Greg and I got married, they were like, do we call you mom? Do we call you stepmommy? And I said, look, I don't, I don't want to put a label on anything. I want you guys to call me whatever you feel comfortable. If it's Heather, if it's um, Miss Heather, whatever you want to call me. Um, and they both came up with a nickname for me. They call me Hederber. <laughs> Hederber? Mm-hmm. And I oh, call, I like that. I call um, Greg's son Wildeber, and I call his daughter Bear. So we have our own special nicknames for each other. That's sweet. Well, we had a nickname for Lori. Uh, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> I, I'm going to have to hear about that one later. Yeah, I, I'll tell you later. It it will not be broadcast. <laughs> I thought it was good. Of course you would. It wasn't about you. <laughs> Greg's kids get super offended if like we're at one of our friends' houses and and the kids that are there call me Heather Burr or Heather Heather Burr. Either of the two, they get super offended. Like you can't call her that. <laughs> That is their name for you. That is their name for me. And and if anybody else calls me that, they get very upset. Like, no. So I, I like to keep that just something that they could call me. And I, I try to nip that in the bud for them because, you know, I don't want them to call me something they're not comfortable with. Right. That's good. Now, um, you were there when I think I started Nacho Kids. I was. Yeah. We were all... Um, Enjoying our blend together, weren't we? We were. So how long ago was that? Well, you figure um, the first post on the website was like 2013. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a while. Nice. Mm-hmm. So do you nacho? Um, I don't 100% nacho. I kind of pick and choose where I take steps back and and remove myself from certain situations. Like Greg, um, Greg's kids have different rules at home than they have here and their mom runs things at their house differently here. And I have a little bit, not so much stricter rules, but I expect them to pick up after themselves and, and do certain things and they can let things kind of sit a little bit longer at their mom. Mm -hmm. And they have a little bit more flexibility with certain things at their mom's house than they do here. So your house is a little more strict than hers. Yeah. Is it just because of you or is Greg more strict also? Um, Greg's a lot more laid back on things than I am, but I have, uh, like, I don't, I don't like it when they leave their clothes scattered around their room. So there's a lot of times where I'll be asking them to clean up and then they want to fight me for it or they'll leave their stuff all over the bathroom or toothpicks exploded everywhere. Or they, they get a bowl of cereal and they leave the empty box and 900 other plates and dishes that they decided not to use on the counters. And so I think sometimes they have to have a little bit more accountability here than they do at home. Right. So if you see something like that, you address it. You don't go to Greg and say, Hey, can you have them clean up their mess? You just say, Hey, y'all need to come in here and clean up your mess. Yeah. Yeah. Which sometimes causes conflict with him and I. So I try to kind of pick and choose when I when I do that and when I'm like, hey, Greg, can you please ask the kids to do this? Because I can kind of tell when something that they're doing is going to cause tension between him and I. And I try to avoid that. Mm-hmm. And I've actually yeah. been incorporating it, a lot more of it in other situations, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's important to understand where each other's boundaries kind of are with that. And there's definitely been a learning curve with that because I feel like we should be included with a lot, or even if it's not me as well as him, but I think that he should be included a lot more when it comes to 
um, the children's school and, and school functions and open houses and parent-teacher conferences than she allows him to be included in. And I get mm-hmm. flustered with that. Does she just not tell him about them? Yeah, she just, she's, the best way to describe her would be a free spirit. She just kind of rides in the wind. Okay. And she just kind of invites us if we find out about it with the kids. So she's not very forthcoming with a lot of the information that we need to be able to participate in the thing. So there was a long time in a big span where we weren't involved in a lot of it because she just didn't tell us and she showed up and, and she did it. And then we heard about it after and we're like, uh, there's also a big curveball in our situation because he can't stand her and she can't stand him. So when he wants to tell her something, I have to call her. And when she wants to tell him mm. something, she calls me and I have to tell him. <laughs> well, but this has worked for y'all for what, seven years? Yeah. Yeah. Well, is it working or, or do you feel like you're in the middle? I think it's working for them, but is it working for you? It, it works for me because I try to, to take that away from him because and I don't want to go into like a huge amount of details about it, but there's uh, certain things that happened when they were splitting up that they both have resentment towards each other. Mm-hmm. And I know that when we got married, we tried to involve the kids and we weren't able to get a hold of her for whatever reason. And the kids weren't at our wedding. And then when the, his whole family was at our wedding, but the kids weren't, it was like, they didn't invite the kids, but we tried to invite the kids. And it, there's so many different weird dynamics that happened. And when when him and I were dating, it was different because I didn't have a say like with how the situation was handled. And she was letting him see them, but not enough. And after we got married, I'm like, look, this is just crazy. And I called her and I said, you know, I don't care what happened between the two of you guys, but I think you and I need to have a, situ- a like a conversation with each other. And I told her mm-hmm. that... It doesn't matter if the two of you love each other, hate each other, want to choke each other, stab each other, rip each other's hair out, scratch each other's eyeballs out. At one point, the two of you loved each other enough to not have one but two children together. So we have to figure out a way to make it work. They need to be able to have a relationship with him as their father and me as their stepmother. Right. Now, let me ask you this. Does it seem like you do this to help him, not because you feel like you have to control everything, right? Yeah. Yeah, because if he has to deal with her, then, you know, nobody's happy. <laughs> right. He's going to be stressed out. She's going to ignore him. Yeah. Well, it, you know, like she said, it works for her. So that's great because there's a lot of people it doesn't work for. And I think if Lori had to deal with my ex, <laughs> things would have been worse. I'd be in jail. Um, there's been some times where I've almost been to that point. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think at some point we were going to take up a fund for you, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Get Heather out of jail fund. <laughs> you you were. There's been a couple situations where I've tried me with my patience down to my very core. Yeah, it's, it's hard. And especially when you're trying to do something to help your husband. Yeah, I told him, I'm like, listen, guy, like every time this phone rings and I see that name, I'm doing this because I love you and I love those kids. <laughs> Yeah, I, I give it to you, girl, because um, I couldn't do it. I have enough trouble when my I see my ex's name on the phone, much less his. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. So do y'all get along for the most part, you and um, the bio mom? Um, for the most part, we do. Uh, she likes to do little, I call them jabs, 
probably a good term for it, where her and my husband had their wedding rings tattooed on each, on each other, on their hands. And so uh-huh. she's never had his covered up, but his wedding ring with me, co- like pretty much covers the tattoo. But when I go over there, she makes sure that she's like using that hand often, like in my face. <laughs> <laughs> so Greg yeah. upgraded my ring. I think he's upgraded me twice since we've been married. You, I think it's twice, right? You've seen it. I think twice. Yeah, twice. Mm-hmm. So every time I get a little upgrade, I kind of do the same thing right back at her with my little, <laughs> with my diamond. Like, I don't think you ever got one of these, though, did you, Missy? <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. Did that hurt your eyes? <laughs> oh, let me get a direct <laughs> view of the sunlight and point it right in your eyeball. <laughs> yeah. Let me burn your retinas, woman. <laughs> <laughs> You're crazy. <laughs> You're going to remember me. Yeah. You're going to remember me. You might not be able to see me when I'm through flashing my ring in your eyeballs, but you're going to remember me. (laughs) Well, let's say, um, what's the relationship like with Greg and the kids? You said he doesn't get to see them as much as he really would want to or be involved as much as he wants to. Is there a court order in place that you go by or is it just kind of what she's willing to give you? Their situation is a little bit different. Um, There's a lot of, uh, things that happened before they split and there was uh, he took the kids to a bonfire and the kids had stepped on a hot coal and she made the whole process like it happened on purpose and it didn't and when we got together I was trying to help facilitate that which is a lot of the reason why when we got married I stepped in. He's supposed to have them every Wednesday and every other weekend and she likes us to have them every weekend. So every weekend she's always trying to find a reason for us to, to get them because she wants to go out and do her thing. And yeah, we were missing out on a lot of time. Not that we mind having the kids at the house, but we also need time for us to be together as a married couple. So yeah, especially on the weekends because that's your downtime. Mm-hmm. And not that I don't, and I mean, there's times where I don't enjoy them, but for the most part I do enjoy them coming around because you know, they're older now and they're really smart kids and funny kids and talented in their, you know, Crystal's a really good artist and Will's very like electronically savvy. He can take apart anything, put it back together. Exact same way. That's pretty cool. Sometimes better. You didn't get into this and like instantly love those kids. Um, when I started, I, I loved them because they were a part of him. And now I love them because of who they are. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's what time does. And we've had some times where um, in the beginning where they would be bad and and Greg would be at work and I would be like, oh my God. And like, I'm scratching my head and I'm pulling my hair out of the ponytail. It's like sticking up all over the world. And one day I was like, I don't even know what to do anymore. Like I take you guys places. I, I have toys over here for you. You have video games to play. I try to play board games with you. Like, what do I need to do to get you guys to listen to me when I tell you to stop doing things? And my stepson said that the reason why he was acting the way he was was because he was told by someone that we didn't want them at our wedding. Mm -hmm. And my stepdaughter said that she wanted her mommy and daddy to be back together, but she still wanted me to be around. And I had to take them both separately. And I told my stepson, like, listen, your father and I wanted you guys at our wedding more than anything. And it didn't work out that way. And we were so sad that you weren't there. And whoever told you that we didn't want you to be there 
was a little bit misinformed as well because I try not to talk ill of their mom in front of them. Right. You didn't want to say whoever told you that's a flat out liar. (laughs) Exactly. Or whoever told you that needs to be choked out profusely. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And I told his daughter um, that, you know, mommy and daddy love you and your brother very much. And over time, they don't, and they once loved each other very much. And over time, they ended up not loving each other the same way. But that didn't change the way they feel about you guys. And they decided that it was better for you guys and them for them to not be together anymore. And I want you to know me as a person. And at the time, the, the gentleman that, that she was dating, and then you, should, you should give him a chance too. Because the more people that love you, the better. I said, look at it. Daddy and I are married. Now you have extra grandparents and extra uncles and aunts. And think about birthdays. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you start talking about state families, you can have a whole community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the kids do get good when it's Christmas time and birthday time. <laughs> they get a lot of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So is his ex remarried? No, she is not settled okay. down. <laughs> not that she's not married. She's not settled down. <laughs> she's the free spirit. Yeah. <laughs> is that what you call it? Uh, yeah. What else is free? She's <laughs> <laughs> got an ad on Google. <laughs> I am so glad that y'all cannot see my face right now. <laughs> I warned you, Heather. I warned you about my husband. Hey, I thought I gave it right back to him. <laughs> and I knew you would. <laughs> I'm not surprised at all from either one of you. <laughs> and, um, hey, at least I'm keeping the language PG. I know. I'm proud. Because I, I was in construction. <laughs> you said you work in construction. Yeah, I, I run the um, brick paver division for a stucco company. So, uh, oh yeah, girl, we need some brick pavers around here. <laughs> All day long, I'm, um, I say I wipe the butt of grown men, and I'm a glorified babysitter. Mm-hmm. And you cannot be offended by how they talk. Mm-mm. No, it, it gives you tough skin, though, doesn't it? Yeah, but usually when they start firing off, and uh, and um, I have to remind them that I'm not afraid of them. <laughs> yeah. They're like, look here, buddy. You may show you what happened to the last dude. <laughs> Your limited vocabulary doesn't scare me. No. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you this. When um, you and Greg first got married and the stepkids would come over and stuff, was it hard for you to bond with them or was it fairly easy? I know that the stepson said that he didn't think y'all wanted him at the wedding. So I'm sure that that kind of put a damper on things. Yeah. And it was, it was very hard at first because I didn't really know. Um, not, I mean, I have 13 God kids, so it wasn't like my first rodeo being around kids and, and all that stuff, but I didn't know like what information that they were told about me or what, what feeling they had going into it. And I had to, to work into those conversations with them and, have conversations with what they liked and, and how I could try to bond with them. Right. How in the world did you get 13 God kids? Because I have a lot of friends that I, I just hope that they're never in a bus at the same time. That <laughs> <laughs> <But, laughs> I mean, I'm, I have my, my friend Louise, I've been friends with her for 25 years and I'm godmother to both of her children. 
And then it just spiraled downhill from there because when they saw how I acted with those kids and this person wants me to, and yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that. Um, I don't think I have godparents for Jackson. No. Do you, ha- you have godparents for your kids? No. I wonder if it's a um, geographical thing. I, I don't know. I've never considered it at all. It's an Italian and thing. Is that what it is? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I don't think anybody wants Jackson, so. David. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him. I only got one. You have four. I know. Nobody wanted all them youngins, that's for sure. Look, you had one and you stopped. That should tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just because I got hooked up with a guy that had already had a buttload of kids, so I wasn't having another one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. See how f- much fun this is, Heather. <laughs> <laughs> so what advice would you tell somebody that's getting into a blended relationship or even dating somebody with kids? Hmm. Run. <laughs> no run. <laughs> See, she's been around long enough. Now, you'd asked her six years ago, it'd have been run, right? <laughs> if, you'd, if you'd have asked me in the, in the beginning, I'm like, no, I can do this. And, uh, People told me all kinds of advice in the beginning, like, get on that level and, like, play video games with them. I'm like, oh, play this with them. Take them places. Buy them things. I'm like, I'm not trying to buy them. I'm not right. trying to play video games all day. Like, I still have adult things I have to do. Um, mm-hmm. I would probably tell somebody that was new to the situation to relax, take a step back, try to get to know the kids, and try to find the place that you fit in or your place in the whole situation. You can't go into it knowing where your place is. You just got to kind of be in the situation and kind of figure out your place in the whole puzzle. Right. And that's really good advice because, you know, from being in stepmom groups that a lot of people go in and they're gung-ho and they are just adamant that they are going to be mom. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're trying to, they're trying to fill a void instead of understanding that there's not a void. They, they have to create their own place. Mm Mm-hmm. I've heard Greg's ex-wife tell people that she hit the stepmom lottery when she, when Greg married me. <laughs> so I guess I mean I don't I don't know if that's a compliment or if it's like yay I won the lottery I got free babysitting. <laughs> I'm not really sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to take that as a compliment because I'm sure there's a lot of other things she could have chose to say. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, because I don't think we hit the stepmom lottery. With who? <laughs> me. <laughs> It took you a minute. You have a rubber band <laughs> on your desk. You can just flick one that way. <laughs> she can't. Her mouth is on the desk. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any rubber bands. I've got some paper clips. Hey, you can make those in a little baby shank. Hey, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I keep saying, um, used to when we were record, we would be beside each other. And almost every podcast, you'll hear a thud. And that's me hitting David. <laughs> <laughs> But since we're not beside each other anymore, all I can do is shoot him dirty looks or, you know, I had to find something. Maybe I need a whip. Pa-tow. What about one of the, what about one of those little hand grabber things, like the gopher grabber to get stuff off a of high shelves is like extend it and just like, if, you, if he's got long hair, just grab his hair with the grabber. <laughs> yeah, Pinch his ear. We got a snake catcher. It's kind of like that. There you go. Yeah. David had to buy a snake catcher. Don't ask. <laughs> Don't ask me how many reptiles Greg and I have in our home then. Got to know. Yeah, you got to tell us now. <laughs> we have uh, three snakes, 
Uh, one's a pie ball python, one's an inchy ball python, and one's a high pastel. Nice. Then we have two leopard geckos. One's a blizzard, which he's like blue and white. And then a uh, regular leopard gecko. He's, uh, I can't remember what Greg said he was, but he's like yellow and purple and blue. And then we have a bearded dragon. And don't let that movie Tangled fool you. Chameleons are not nice. <laughs> okay. Because I told Greg, I want to get a chameleon. They're so cute. They're so pretty. Tangled. No, 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 no. I think that's, that's the one I regret the most. So we had a, uh, I had a ball python. Well, it belonged to one of my sons when, uh, when we got married. And there was, <laughs> there was a few times when I'd go to, you know, look at the snake or whatever. And I'm like, oh, he's not in here anymore. <laughs> um, yeah. And my first response is, I will be at the hotel. Let me know when you <laughs> find him. And then one night, I was scared to death that this snake was going to like, you know, wrap itself around my head while I was asleep or something. So I couldn't sleep. And I kept hearing something. And I looked and it had gotten behind J- David's computer and was like climbing up and or sliding up, whatever they do, onto like the keyboard. And I'm trying to hit David. I'm like, uh, th- there, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> we've only had, um, we've only had one escape because we have the two older ones, which is the Inchi and Greg, that's the first one that he got and he named him noodle because I was terrified of snakes. And he thought if he named him noodle, that that would make (laughs) me want to handle him because who's afraid of noodles. Right. Right. And now I hold all of them except for the chameleon who took a chunk out of my finger, but. Wow. Yeah. So ours got out a few times and I, I think it always took a couple of days or more before it would show up somewhere, but um, we never lost it. Well, the the inchy ball python and the the pie ball python, um, they have forty gallon tanks that have like multiple sets of locks on them, and then like one of them, you turn something in the front, and then you put these two clips in the top and the bottom, and the other one, he's got mm-hmm. locks for the top so that it can't slide or move unless you pull the pins out. The the newest snake, which is the high pastel one, and my husband originally named her seven because she's the seventh reptile and she got out of the little 10 gallon tank and he had two little clips on it and i was like mm-hmm. hey i think that, that that snake is hiding under the rug and he went to the rug and he's like yeah no she's out i'm like what <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't think david's had any locks on it at all did it you just had like a had something sitting on top of it a yeah. water bowl like a clay bowl yeah and uh Every so often, it would just decide, hey, I want out, and it just push it off, and, and it'd be gone. I know the kids love feeding it mice, though. <laughs> yeah, I remember getting a nasty email from my ex because, <laughs> because uh, the kids would watch it you know, feed on the, on the mouse, and then one of them went back and told her that it scared him so bad because <laughs> during the feeding. What he was trying to tell her was that when the snake would strike the mouse, you know, it scared him. He jumped. It wasn't that the whole feeding process scared him, but boy, she blew that so out of proportion and just chewed me up one side down the other because I, you know, how dare me put a, buy a snake for a, I don't know how eight years old, eight year old for a birthday present or whatever. And it was just, you know, it was kind of funny. I thought it was, <laughs> it was funny. We went out to uh steak and shake when, when we had first, because I didn't meet Greg's kids until we were together for almost a year because he didn't want 
me to be around the kids until he knew I was sticking around. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, all right, we've been together like a year. Kind of time he would go and pick them up and take them places and do things with them. And that was kind of hard for me, but I also kind of understood that he didn't want to just bring anybody around them. Well, not just that, but he didn't want them to run you off. Uh, probably that too. <laughs> well, that was smart of him though, because I know a lot of people don't do that. And next thing you know, the, the relationship falls apart and the kids are getting exposed to people, you know, every two or three months, there's some new person around us. That's, that's not good the either. Free spirits. Free spirits. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Free wheelies and free spirits. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um yeah, so it's um good to take time before you introduce the kids to the new person in your life and that way if it doesn't work out the kids aren't getting attached to them mm-hmm. and you know if you date multiple people the kids don't get their names mixed up. Um That's true too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that can happen. Oh, I know somebody it happened to. She's like, you're not the same guy that was here last night. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. So, you know, kids, got to love them. Oh, yeah. Might I tell some stories about things that never happened? (laughs) Yeah. They like the one story they keep telling me. They are adamant that that happened, though. Okay. Yeah. They said that David um, has a storage building, and it used to be the kids' little playhouse kind of thing. And they said that one night he had a girl over here and that he told them that he was going to take her for a date in the storage building and for them to be the lookouts. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) It is the most ridiculous story. I believe it. I mean, because you are kind of (laughs) cray-cray. Yeah, but I'm not that cray-cray. I told you to go ask the girl. She'll lie. (laughs) (laughs) She'll lie. Y'all best friends now? Ask her. We are not best friends. <laughs> yeah, I'll share something with you. Um, <laughs> this girl cuts hair. And so David's kids would go get their hair cut, and they would go to her sometimes. And they would come home, and Jackson would be like, man, I really like your hair. And they're, they're like, oh, well, she can cut your hair too. And I'm like, oh, great. So I would pay one of the kids like 20 bucks to take Jackson to get his hair cut from this girl so I wouldn't have to. And um then, of course, when they move out, I'm like, oh, great. So now I get to go sit there while she cuts his hair. So it's it's very interesting. <laughs> Do you want to say- I'm going to end up asking her about that storage building. Go ahead. Do you want to say hi to Gregory? Hi, Gregory. Hello. <laughs> Come on, Gregory. Jump on in here. Jump on in. Come on. Don't be scared. He's sitting down next to me now. Tell him we need his perspective on you as a stepmom. She's a great stepmom. <laughs> he's scared of you ain't he <laughs> no um i i do try really hard to be a good stepmom i mean i have i have times where i'm sure he scratches his head oh yeah that's that's normal though i think even if you weren't a stepmom there's times that he would probably scratch his head oh mm-hmm. i'm sure i make him scratch his head a lot more the times that i'm not being a stepmom an active stepmom <laughs> the times that i am mm-hmm Yep. Ask um, Greg what advice he would give someone that's getting into a relationship that has kids. Like, you know, if he's got a friend that's getting ready to date this girl and she's got two kids. Oh, he's he's got a friend right now that is going to start dating one of 
my friends with four kids. What would you tell that guy, baby? <laughs> I, she better be hot. No, I'm not really uh, much of an advice giver. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear David, Heather? Huh? He says she. David says she better be hot. <laughs> <laughs> Four kids, and he doesn't have any of his own? No. I don't know why anybody want to be with somebody with four kids. Hey, aren't you shooting yourself in the foot <laughs> with that statement? <laughs> oh, she's looking at me. <laughs> like, well, in course, I mean, she's with somebody with four kids because, you know. <laughs> um, it's, when we started talking about getting married or when we would see people right after we got married, people would be like, oh, honey, I'm so sorry. <laughs> They still do that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd have uh, people say, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe that you know she want to be with you and you got four kids." And I just look at them and go, "You know oh, why?" <laughs> <laughs> and she just turned blood red and turned around and walk off. <laughs> yeah, like I am now. <laughs> Last year, we went to um, both kids' open houses with. Greg's ex-wife and traveled around the school with the kids for their schedule. That was kind of interesting. Yeah, I had to do that with my son and my ex and his girlfriend at the time. That was interesting. Oh, I had to spend the entire weekend with my ex twice. Would you do that, baby? (laughs) It was hilarious. (laughs) It was not hilarious. It was. David went to, (laughs) let me tell this story. David went to um, Texas for one of the kids graduating from the Air Force boot camp, whatever the crap they call it. And the first time they went, the ex was like, well, instead of me renting a car, can I just ride with you? And, you know, like around Texas. And And I didn't didn't have any room in my car anyway, because I was driving three kids and two adults and me. So the whole car was packed. Well, I'm not going to say what I said, (laughs) but she got really upset that he would not tote her around Texas and that she had to get her own car and stuff. And then the second time I was talking to him one day and I said, "Uh, what are you doing? Whatever. And um, he's like, I'm in the kitchen or whatever. And um, I was like, where's your ex-wife? He's like, in there on the couch. (laughs) (laughs) Because the kids, he didn't want the kids to feel like they had to choose who to spend time with during that two, three days they were there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, it, you know, you just have to suck it up sometime and do, you know, what's best for the kids. And Speaking of that, would you like to hear about um, sacrificing my Christmas for Greg's kids? Um, yeah. Actually, last year was the first time that we didn't do it. But after I met the kids and we started actually, you know, being involved, we... We're getting the kids every Christmas Eve. And then every Christmas, we would let them open up one present in our house. And then every Christmas morning, we would pack up the presents that we got for Greg's kids, drive over to his ex-wife's house, unload all the presents that we got for the kids. And we would sit there with um, Greg's ex-wife, her mom, her stepdad, myself, and Greg, and watch the kids open up presents and eat breakfast with everyone. Mm. <laughs> Even the dog didn't like that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so I always tell Greg that I I eat crow for him often. Yeah, you do. We would be there for like two or three hours and then go home and 
have Christmas lunch or dinner with my family. But you didn't take the kids with you? No, they would go with her over to her mom's house with her family to do their thing. Hmm. Girl, yeah, definitely eat a lot of crow, don't you? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I didn't do it because, like, I wanted to be, I wanted to, like, be like, oh, my God, you do that. But I did it because I felt like the kids wanted all of us there. And if I have to suck it up for one day and and be there with her for that one day and the kids are happy by that, then I'm, I'm going to have to. And it made Greg happy to be able to see them opening up their gifts. Yeah. And, and that's good because you really put the kids first with that. And I know you've probably seen it in Facebook groups and stuff where the dad will tell the stepmom, well, I'm going to go over there and do Christmas morning with them and leave her at home. I have seen it. So at least that didn't happen to you. No, Greg (laughs) has always made sure that when it comes to anything that we're both included with stuff with the kids and he doesn't, and I wouldn't really mind if he did go and, and do it without me, but he wants me involved because he believes that I'm, a significant part of their life as well. And they want you involved. And they do. And you said this past year you did not do that though? No, this because they're in their their his step my stepdaughter's thirteen and my stepson is fifteen. We figure that it's it's time that we start doing things separately from their mom that they can, you know, open up their cousins here Christmas morning and then we'll bring them over to mom. Do y'all have them every Christmas morning? We get them every Christmas Eve around noon and then we bring them home we used to bring them home at like 8.30 or 9 and then do the Christmas present thing. But now we're going to get them from noon Christmas Eve till noon Christmas Day. My ex and I um, switch weeks at Christmas. He gets him the week before Christmas up until Christmas Day at 2, certain number of years. And then he gets him at 2 o'clock the other years and keeps him till I think, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, whatever it is. Well, David, what did we do with your kids? Oh, y'all were kind of flexible. We did well on paper. We had um, we alternated years. It was basically Christmas Eve to Christmas Day, and then Christmas Day to like the next day or whatever. And then we would alternate. So basically, one year you'd have them Christmas Eve um, until Christmas morning, and then next year you get them Christmas morning. You know, right after that till uh, I guess the next day or something like that. But see, my family always did Christmas Eve typically. Uh, we kind of had our big family party on Christmas Eve, and then um, and my ex's family typ- typically did Christmas Day. So there was a lot of times where, even though the court order would say one thing, we would you know we would agree to to change it, um, and and sometimes it worked great, and other times it backfired because then you know you owe somebody something because they switched with you, which is not a good thing sometimes. Do y'all ever deal with that, Heather? Um, sometimes. She'll have to go out of out of town, and her her mom and her stepdad go on a lot of different vacations. They're both retired, so she'll a couple weeks before she has to go out of town somewhere, be like, "I need you to keep them Tuesday till Friday," and then we have to kind of struggle to kind of figure out how we're going to make that work because I work, I have to be to work at six thirty in the morning, and he's got to be to work at eight o'clock in the morning. The kids, one of the kids, has to be at school by seven thirty. And the other one has to be at school at nine. Oh, goodness. So, and we live uh, probably a good half an hour from where they live, but they live right up the street from my work. So I usually will drop them off there and then pick up one of them or have, uh, I it, 
uh, this year is going to be tough because they switched my schedule 6.30 to 2.30. When I was doing 6.30 to 5, it was a lot easier to make that work. But I'm going to figure out something this year because next month she's going to be out of town for something. Yeah. I can't believe you've got one that school starts at 7.30 and one starts at 9. Yeah, the high school. Um, Greg's son and my stepson, he, uh, he goes to high school. They have to be there at 7.30. Wow. Is that maybe to like reduce traffic and stuff? Because mm. I know there's a school getting ready to open up not far from us, and they are changing the elementary school times so that the traffic won't be so bad on that road with high school kids trying to go too. That might be because the high school is right off of US-1. They're probably trying to ease up that traffic like during the time when people are trying to go to work. Yeah. Now, when will stepdaughter go to high school? Um, next year. Because she's in middle school now. So they have 7th and 8th in the middle school. And then the, she'll go to the, the high school next year. So she's going to be in 8th grade this year. Well, that'll be a little bit easier. Yeah. Well, actually not. Not if it, y'all have to be at work early. Well, I got to be <laughs> working at 630. So I just drop them off at home. They catch the bus to school. And then I pick them up when I get off work at 2.30 when they're both in high school. But for now, I just got to juggle and try to figure it out. Mm -hmm. So do they have any plans for after high school or are they going to stay there until they're 28? (laughs) Um, My stepson, (laughs) like I said, he's he's really, really good with like mechanical things. And um, he's in a lot of advanced classes, a lot of AP classes. And he is the driver for the robotics teams for the high school. And he's doing a lot of like oh, that's pretty cool. drafting yeah. and he learned how to do AutoCAD in high school and he learned JavaScript. He's really, really a smart kid. So does he like fight the robots like I see on TV? Um, they have to pick up stuff with the robot and they get certain points for different color things that they pick up and they have to um, put it in another side of the, the little square that they're in. So they pick it up with the machine, they put it in the machine and they have to put it out and drop it in one and the other side of the the rink we went and watched them this year in february oh cool so it's not like the robot wars where one of them's a saw and chops up no no <laughs> nothing where they can lose any appendages <laughs> well that's good but he uh is going to be doing an internship for nasa next year or well, this year coming up they start school next i think monday hmm, you can call him a space cadet <laughs> And my stepdaughter, she's in a lot of gifted and advanced classes, too. She She's kind of on the fence on what she wants to do. She's a really, really talented artist, but she's also really, really smart. And she wants to be a vet. She loves all animals. And so I think she might go that way. Or sometimes she'll say that she wants to be an environmental lawyer out of nowhere. <laughs> okay. An environmental lawyer. She said people throw their trash around too much and she's sick of it. She can be the popo. <laughs> <laughs> she can be the, the litter police. That's what I was to say, the litter bug police. Yeah. Well, at least at least she doesn't want to be a free That's spirit. That's true. No free spirit. Yeah. Every time you say that, though, I think of Tinkerbell. Oh, man. <laughs> I I have a Tinkerbell in a martini glass, I, and uh, she's drunk, and it says above it, <laughs> Drinkerbell, and that's what comes up when Tabitha calls me. <laughs> Drinkerbell. <laughs> That's cute. Yeah, I don't know why, but every time you say that free spirit, I just picture Tinkerbell flying out of the little cage. <laughs> so what uh, what challenges do you you face now uh, being this far in? Do you still have some things that you um, are dealing with as a stepmom, or is it things pretty much 
uh, calm and smooth. No, I don't think that anything is going to be calm and smooth until after the 18. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, in other words, dealing with the uh, X is the most challenging thing? Um, for the most part. Uh, Greg is really good about having my back with the majority of the things. Like, if they... Um, have their usual teenage i'm going to talk back can i remember it because i was that one even though i have this angelic appearance i was a little back talker to my parents <laughs> no not you <laughs> so i remember i would have never guessed <laughs> my mom says from the time heather was 13 until whatever she got an idea in her head and she was doing it she didn't care <laughs> mm-hmm. but my uh the the hardest thing that i have is that they're both highly intelligent teenagers on top of that. And sometimes they know more about a situation than me. And then I kind of kind of be like, Greg, and get them to back down. <laughs> <laughs> get these smart youngins off of me. Hold on now. <laughs> yeah. You should say, well, you should probably just move out now while you know right. everything. <laughs> yeah. That's um, something I saw on Facebook, a meme or something. And it said, um, attention, kids something or other move out now have your freedom get a job and something or other why you still know everything mm-hmm. but I, ironically you would think that the majority of the the stressors or the the catalyst to, to feeling left out of the scenario with a blended family would be um greg's ex-wife but i've actually had a much harder time with his family than even his ex-wife. His one sister like has open arms, like accepted me and, and gotten to know me on my own level. And the rest of his family kind of has some pseudo loyalty to the golden uterus. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, I had a bit of struggle with the in-laws myself. Yeah, but no golden body parts. Oh, I didn't say that it was real gold. <laughs> Pretty sure there's brass under there. It's gold plated. Yep. With fake gold. <laughs> I mean, she's a free spirit. Like one of those necklaces. <laughs> if it was uh, real gold, it might weigh her down. Hmm. She doesn't need help with real gold to weigh her down. Yeah, but the problem the problems you had, though, Lori, was... It, it was because the kids were going and complaining about you doing things or not doing things or their viewpoints of how you were treating them. And so the backlash kind of came because it's the grandparents stepping up for the grandkids. And so that became a problem. Oh, I've dealt with that too, where the kids were giving false information to the other side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now the kids, they went, you said on vacation with the grandparents, was it, his parents or hers? Hers. It's always hers. Okay. Still want to know if they need some older grandkids. <laughs> I'll have to tell you off the <laughs> podcast about all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, y'all. You're not worthy. <laughs> you can't hear all the dirt. I mean, they're worthy, but I don't want them to run and tell that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess we have a lot to talk about after this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> well, I'm trying to figure out though, does Greg's parents and sister or whoever still have contact with free spirit? You know, 
And I, I, the same type of standpoint that I had with the kids, I kind of um, adapted towards them. And if there was a way to like completely nacho his family, I've kind of established that. So we didn't need to expand nacho kids to nacho in-laws. Um, girl, <laughs> you know I nacho too. <laughs> because I gave them all like ways that they could get to know me. And, and Greg is not that he wasn't thriving before he met me, but he's thriving in a different way with me, maybe a, a more emotionally and mentally happy way with me than he was with his ex-wife, because obviously they weren't right for each other. And right. <laughs> he's obtained different things in, in different ways and is just all around mentally happier since we've been together than he was back then. And they've just basically like given me the middle finger. <laughs> and wow. first year that we were married, they had a air quote, his last name, family, Thanksgiving at his ex-wife's house that we were not invited to. Whoa, whoa, whoa. They had his family thing at the ex-wife's house. Yeah. And pictures galore all over social media and Twitter and MySpace or wherever the hell else was out there at the time. And, uh, <laughs> and it was like hashtag last name, family, Thanksgiving, 2011 or whatever it was. And, uh, or no, we got married in 13. It was 2013. My bad. I'm, I'm having a little dyslexia in my 42 years. That's horrible. And I've, I've tried to create situations to where they can come around and be involved because the way that I was raised is maybe a little bit different than the way that they were raised because their situation is kind of like a very intricate spider web. There's a lot of different factors and a lot of different things that have gone on in their lives. So they're not as tight knit as my family is. My dad was always like family first. Your, your brothers and your sisters are with you forever. You know, all those things. Mm -hmm. And they kind of have a different outlook on that. And there's certain situations that brought them to that. And I think one, his one sister, we just went to her house last weekend. And before we got there, I guess she was on the phone with their stepmother, who you would think because his stepmom is in that situation that she would be a little bit more I don't know, forgiving of the fact that I'm a stepmom and I was just learning or whatever the case is. And she yeah. told her, yeah, Heather and Greg are coming over today. And she's like, you talk to her. <laughs> like, <laughs> word, I don't ever have to talk to your stepmom again. Okay, Check. thank you. Yep. <laughs> we try to go to all the kids' birthday parties, whether they're at the house or at a, uh, you know, they did one at this clay place and, um, we were waiting for his ex-wife to get there and we had got there before she was. So she was late to her own kid's birthday party that her mom paid for. And we were sitting there waiting and um, one of the kids, the kid's grandma was there. She was setting stuff up. And one of the other, one of his daughter's friend's mothers was there sitting there and talking. And I introduced myself and she goes, Oh, we've met before. And I'm like, Oh, when? And she said last year at your house for her birthday party. And I'm like, her birthday party wasn't at my house last year. And she goes, Oh, I thought you were the real mom. <gasps> I'm like, oh. I mean, just because I didn't push them out does not make me any less of a mom. It just makes me a mom on a different level. And I just kind of, <laughs> I just kind of had to, hmm, I'm going to walk away from that. And Greg's brother's wife came there with their daughter and she came over and she said hello to Greg and my stepdaughter and my stepson and just kind of looked at me and then walked away. 
And then later on in the party, um, the kid's grandma, which is ex's mom, uh, she paid for everyone in the party except the stepmom. And she told them that I'm paying for everyone but the stepmom. I'm like, wow. Okay. That was the last year that we went to the party, though. <laughs> she, well, she, when she said everybody but the stepmom, was she talking about you? Mm-hmm. Man, they watched too many Cinderella movies or something. <laughs> That's horrible. And I'm sure that doesn't make your husband feel very good. He's like, paint like 10 things and buy them all and just flick them off as you walk out. I'm like, I'm not going to do that at your daughter's party, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Yeah, it doesn't help when the in-laws um, act more immature than the children. That's true. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the in-laws are more immature than the children. Yes, that is true, too. And, I mean, they they really don't have a reason not to like you, right? I mean, Greg and I, like, when we first got together... We were living in a two-bedroom trailer. I had one of those old roll-around projection TVs and a little old, like, 1980 rejected sofa with a little beat-up couch bed in it and my bedroom set. Yeah. And he came into our relationship because it was a few years after they had split up, and she took a lot in the divorce. And we've, we've grown together and accomplished a lot of things together that probably without each other we may have not gotten. And, mm-hmm. you know, they see that he's pursuing something he loves with his drone racing and he's doing something else that he enjoys with, you know, because he gets, he gets to get paid to fly his drones and make e-liquid for cigarettes. Like, and I have to go and babysit grown children. I'm jealous every day, but <laughs> <laughs> I helped when he was making that decision to be like, if that's what you want to do, then pull the trigger. Let's do it. Like, if this is your dream, I want you to to be living your best life, dude, do it. But yeah, it was never like that. Was, um, was the free spirit. Is she like wealthy? Um, I think that her mother married wealthy. So she's wealthy by like having a step situation. The, the uh, grandma, that's why the kids get to go on these elaborate vacations and such. Okay. Mm, I didn't marry a wealthy woman with wealthy parents. Ne- neither did Greg. Nope. <laughs> all right so um heather we're gonna wrap up here david i'll let you wrap it up <laughs> <laughs> you put think. a bow on this thing <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway heather it was great having you on the show today and uh stick around and we'll talk junk about Lori here in a few minutes <laughs> <laughs> thanks for having me guys i appreciate it absolutely we'll talk to you later bye 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 One of the things that Heather brought up was that she nachos in certain areas. And, you know, there's big misconceptions about nacho kids all over Facebook. Mm -hmm. You know, from, oh, you starve the kids, you abuse the kids, you neglect the kids, you torture the kids, whatever. People need to understand there are different levels of nachoing. And you nacho the things that cause you stress or that cause your blend stress. So, for instance... I nachoed everything. Mm-hmm. I quote, quote, nacho supremed. <laughs> the reason being is I had to. I was way too involved. There was too much hurt, too much anger, too much resentment built up between me and the stepkids to where I had to completely step out. And some people, that's not where you are. You may just be stressing out, cleaning up after the stepkids. So you only need to nacho that. 
And what are your options for nacho and cleaning up after the stepkids? Are you ready? Hey, Dad, when you get a chance, can you get those clothes out of the bathroom? Mm-hmm. You don't say. You're lazy young and left their dirty underoos in the bathroom again. When you get off your lazy butt, can you go get them? Or you just take them and throw them away. No, no, no. <laughs> don't. Do not throw the stepkid stuff away. They're, it's not your stuff to throw away. <laughs> yeah. You want to get everybody mad at you? Try that. And if you throw the stepkid stuff away, don't you dare say you're nacho and why you do it because you're not. Mm-mm. I will zap you with the nacho wand because <laughs> you're not nachoing. Anyway, don't get me on the rant. <laughs> Heather also talks about how she's kind of the go-between with the bio mom and the bio dad. That works for her because her husband and his ex do not get along. And that's, that's good that Heather is there to do that. However, that's not something we normally suggest from a nacho standpoint. David, your thoughts on that? I have none. Great. David's a big help today. (laughs) The reason I say that is because these two people created this child. They need to be the ones that communicate with each other. And if the stepmom is the go-between, the messenger, whatever, she's putting herself slap dab in the middle to be the target of, well, she said this, or she said that, or da-da-da-da-da, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But, again, it works for Heather. It doesn't stress her out. It doesn't cause stress in her blend. So she does not need to nacho that. Make sense? It makes perfect sense. All right. Another thing that she talked about was one thing that touched home with us or with me when talking to Heather was, dun-da-da-da, the in-law struggles. I know, man. Getting along with your in-laws is rough. What you got to say about that? Why are you looking at me like that? Because my mama and daddy loved you. I know. Struggle, man. (laughs) Struggle. You know, always having to put that smile on. Oh, please. (laughs) In-law struggles, I would say, is probably, it's definitely the top 10, if not the top five, of blended family struggles. Because the in-laws don't, they don't know their place. They stepping in too much. They're <laughs> butting in too much. They want to give their opinion. And most of the time, they have no clue what being in a blended family is like. But they want to tell you what you should be doing and what your lovely wife is doing wrong. And they will also say, she treats those kids differently than her own. And then they'll say, she needs to love them like her own. But then when she, when the stepmom corrects little Johnny... The grandma's like, whoa, 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 don't you talk to my grandbaby like that, you hoochie. <laughs> and it just is crazy. Once mm-hmm. again, it's you're supposed to love them like your own. As long as it's nice and kind and beneficial, don't you dare discipline those kids. Right. You're supposed to love them like your own, not discipline them like your own. Right. <laughs> so let me tell y'all, when I started my nachoing, Nacho Supreme, as I mentioned earlier, I nachoed everything. If David and I and his kids and my son went down to the in-laws for whatever occasion, and one of them would say, so how's stepkid number three doing in school? I was not falling for that crap. You are not dragging me into this mess. (laughs) My response would be, I don't know. You'd have to ask his dad. Mm -hmm. Because I could say, 
oh, well, he seems to be struggling a little bit with math. And that would turn into Lori said that stepkid number three was dumb. Or, well, I thought Lori was good at math. Why isn't she helping him? What's wrong with her? Right. It can turn around and bite you in the butt. Or it could be as simple as me saying, oh, well, they're doing good. Somehow or another, that can be turned around. Well, Lori said they're not doing very well in school. <laughs> Lori said, da da da. But by me not saying anything, they couldn't say Lori said crap because I wasn't saying crap. <laughs> and still to this day, I don't fall into that. You are not dragging me into that. Mm-hmm. It'll get you. It'll get you. And they do it all nice and sweet and conversationally like, you know, like, hey, how you doing? Good to see you. How are the kids doing? No, stop. Stop, stop, stop. (laughs) Do not fall into that. They are not your friend. (laughs) Okay? I mean, they could sit there and bash the kids and go, yeah, those kids, they don't study. They don't do their homework. They always playing those games. No wonder they failing. Good Lord, don't you say, "Uh uh-huh. (laughs) Or yep, because I'm telling you, it will be turned around and used against you. It's like the law and order. Anything you say can and be used against you. So don't say nothing. (laughs) You know, it's okay to all of a sudden go, oh, I got to go use the bathroom. Or, oh, I need to go see if I left, you know, my cat in the car. My cat in the car? I was just trying to make up something. Now, I'm telling you, don't lie. Don't lie, though. If you don't have a cat. In the car. I was trying to make up something, but don't lie. (laughs) You know what I'm saying. (laughs) I'm just saying. Well, I left the water on the stove. (laughs) Yeah. Remove yourself from that situation. If you don't know what to say, don't just agree. Because that, too, will bite you in the booty. (laughs) Don't lie. Just make up something. No, I was just making up something. (laughs) I wasn't telling them to make up something. They might have a cat in the car. (laughs) Now people are going to be taking cats in the cars just so they have a reason (laughs) To leave. Well, I mean, do what you got to do, people. Just don't make lie. up something, but don't lie. No, David. <laughs> I'm going to have to bust out little Nerfy. <laughs> and he's sick, so it's going to hurt really bad when I shoot him. Uh, okay, that's enough. So the point is, do not fall into the trap of talking about those stepkids. It doesn't even matter if it's the neighbor. You can talk about the stepkids to your best friend. And that's about it. Or maybe a Facebook group. <laughs> But be careful with that. Be careful with that because Facebook groups are not 100% safe, as we've talked about in other podcasts. Only the Academy. Only the Academy. Can we keep you safe? (laughs) All right, David. That enough? You done? That's enough. I'm tired. All right. I can start seeing all these flood of emotions coming back. You're getting angry. PTSD. (laughs) Post traumatic stepmom disorder. Hey, pretty good. I'm telling you, it's true. It is true. PTSMD? Don't add letters. Look, other people can add letters to their stuff. All right, folks, that is our show for today. Make sure that you (laughs) share us with somebody else because we like to be shared. All right, before we end this episode, uh, Lori, you want to tell everybody about the store that we have created kind of out of the blue? (laughs) You tell them, David. It's your brainchild. Yep, so sitting here you know, with nothing else to do, and uh, decided to create a store that has some uh, some cool T-shirts and coffee mugs and all these things with sayings that we created just for you. So head on over to nachokids.com slash store 
and it'll take you to the site that has all of our designs and artwork and all this stuff. And you can check it out and purchase to your heart's content. And you can always make suggestions of things you would like for us to make also. Yeah, sure. I don't know if David's through adding um, adding all of them because we had a list. Yeah, I, don't, I think there's still more. I think we're up to 38 designs now. I probably got another dozen more to go. So if you want a t-shirt with something nacho-related on it and have an idea, let us know. We're open to suggestions. And we did not leave out our sisterhood across the pond. Yeah, we have moms. We have stepmoms. Yay! (laughs) Wouldn't it be funny if they called stepdads stepduds? Okay, I'm leaving on that note, y'all. Oh, man. That's like worse than a dad joke. Oh, stepdud. I like that, though. (laughs) Stepdud. Oh, Lord. All right, folks, this is our show for today. Make sure you share us out on social media. Tell them don't listen to the end of the podcast (laughs) where the step duds come in. Oh, gosh. All right, we'll catch you next week. Have an amazing week. Hasta la pasta, baby. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Nacho Kids podcast. Find us online at nachokids.com. Until next time, remember, life is good when you nacho.